right, welcome ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here along with Dan from Georgia. Today's show is the Genesis to Revelation, but it's going to be pre-recorded uh, for March 6th at, uh, at the usual time. So how are you doing today, Dan? I'm fantastic. How are you? That's good. That's good. Well, I'm not quite fantastic, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so last time we left off in Genesis... We were in Genesis 24, where Abraham um, did everything he possibly could to get a Shemitic wife for Isaac. And uh, we had briefly touched upon the question of who were the Chaldeans, because there seems to be a lot of confusion. And I tried to do some research before today's show, but... There really isn't much there. What I do know, and I do have a couple of books by Celtic writers. Uh, one is uh, Celt, Druid, Druid, and Chaldee, where the Chaldeans and the Chalde Chaldeans or Chaldees are essentially the same people, and many of them moved to Britain, and they still, to this day, call themselves Chaldees. So, to try to understand who Abraham was and why he was a Chaldean, he lived in Chaldea, um, for, for today, since uh, we're not able to get the, the research ready, uh, I'll just say this, that the Chaldeans had to be Shemites, because Abraham was a Shemite, of course, his uh, father and two brothers were Shemites, uh, but they had become paganized uh, along the way, and uh, they were, but they were not the same as the Sumerians. The Sumerians were a completely different culture. And since the Shemites settled in that whole territory of Mesopotamia, and what's also known as Arabia and Palestine, etc., these people were all Shemites, with the exception of the Sumerians and maybe some other peoples that uh, you know had maybe migrated into the area. So, uh, so it could be that Ur, where Abraham is from, or where he had settled, uh, was uh, in a, maybe Ur was one of those multicultural cities that was becoming paganized, and this is why Abraham had to leave, okay? Uh, really sketchy information about that, but uh, I just uh, wanted to clarify in my own mind, who were the Chaldeans? And uh, there's no doubt in my mind at this point that they were Shemites. But uh, it's it's not commonly understood that they were Shemites. Uh, so we'll start, try to get this uh, question answered for you next week. Okay, uh, over to you, Dan. Okay, uh, well, we last left off <clears throat> with Genesis chapter 24, verse 55, where um, Isaac's uh, servant was looking for a wife for him. And this is where he came into uh, Rebecca at the well. Yeah, a damsel. <laughs> he found a damsel. A damsel, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm just going to pick it up with uh, verse 55 in Genesis okay. chapter 24. Very good. <clears throat> and her brother, meaning Rebecca's, and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least, at least ten. After that, she shall go meaning she shall go to Isaac. 
And he said unto them, and this is speaking of the Isaac servant, hinder me not, seeing the Lord or Yahweh has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master, referring to Isaac. Mm -hmm. And they said, we will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah, and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Oh, what? How many? Thousands of millions. Thousands of millions. Can't be Jewish. Because no. the, the Jews never number more than six million at any given time. <laughs> wow. Okay, thousands of millions. What a blessing that is. Back to you. And let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Wow, so this blessing is just as good as the blessing of Abraham and Isaac. Rebecca, you're the woman. (laughs) Back to you. Yeah. Verse verse 61, and Rebecca arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebecca and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well Laharoi, for he de- for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now, why would she not have to wear a veil in the presence of the servant, but uh, in the presence of Isaac? Maybe because she was betrothed? Okay, Possibly. because she was she wasn't wearing her veil while she was riding the camel with you know with the servant, mm-hmm. so probably it has something to do with the fact that uh, maybe Isaac's not supposed to see her face until <laughs> the wedding night. <laughs> we'll that, to, that could be bad, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, well, Jacob uh, uh, slept with Leah. Didn't even know who it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he thought it was Rachel. So. Good times being had by all. All right, so Genesis 25. Let's go. Chapter 25. Then again, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. Ah, Keturah. Okay. Now, she, it's her origin is really uncertain. Uh, It's pretty obvious that Hagar was either a, a Hamite from Egypt or possibly a descendant of Enoch. Uh, because uh, they had the priesthood of An at Heliopolis in Egypt where a lot of Shemites lived. Okay, so it's possible that Hagar was a Shemite, but more than likely she was a Hamite. Keturah, uh, there isn't any information, but she obviously had to be an Adamite. Otherwise, you know, Abraham wouldn't be going to all the trouble to <laughs> seek out Adamic women, and like, likewise for Jacob. Is to seek out uh, for Jacob's sons to seek out Adamic women, especially Aramaic women who are, of course, Shemites. 
But Keturah's origin is not mentioned at all. Back to you. Verse 2. And she bare him Zimran, and Jokshan, and Medan, and Median, and Ishbak, and Shua. Okay, just a word about Midian, who was uh, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was a Midianite. So that makes him a Shemite. He was not a black African. <laughs> he, was not, he was not an Arab. He was a Shemite. Back to you. Verse 3. And Jokshan begat Sheba and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were Asherim and Letashim and Lemumen. Okay, so this is important because Sheba, the queen of Sheba, who came up to see Solomon uh, many generations later. Actually, isn't it, how many generations would that be? Five or six, I think. So, um, so Sheba also was Shemitic territory. Back to you. Verse 4. And the sons of Median, Ephah, and Ephor, and Hanok, and Abida, and Eldah, these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. Okay. But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts uh. and sent them away from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. Okay, and even as far as India. Now, it's just uh, silly me. It just, uh, just occurred to me. Since Keturah's offspring were the Midianites into whom Moses married, it's obvious that Keturah had to be an Adamite, whether she was mm-hmm. a Shemite or Japhethite or Hamite, we don't know, but he's, she was obviously an Adamite. Back to you. Verse 7, And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, an hundred and three score and fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, which is before Mamre. Okay. Yeah, now the Hittites uh, obviously uh, were a a Canaanite tribe, but there may have been good, uh, how should I put this, uh, reasonable Hittite Subtribes and then warlike subtribes, uh, uh, but this subtribe that uh, Abraham dealt with was very friendly with him, and they they dealt kindly with each other. Okay, uh, but in the future that type of friendliness uh, disappears. Back to you. Yeah, I was going to say that didn't last very long, did it? No, no. Verse ten: The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well Laharoi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Agar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names, according to their generations, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, and Kedar, and Abdil, and Mibsam and Mishma, and Duma, and Masa, Hadar, and Tima, Jetur, Naphish, and Kadima. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. Okay. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years, and he gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people. 
And they dwelt from Havilah unto Shur, that is before Egypt, as thou goest toward Syria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. Okay, very good. So they had castles, they had uh, fortresses, uh, powerful people. Mm -hmm. All right, now we get into Esau and Jacob. This is exciting stuff, folks. (laughs) Here's where the fun begins. Yep. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took, took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Pandanaram, the sister to Laban the Syrian. And Isaac entreated Yahweh for his wife because she was barren, and Yahweh was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of Yahweh. Okay, so Rebecca, uh, uh, considering the blessing that she got, had to be very close to Yahweh. Let me see what struggle together. Ratzatz. Ratzatz in the Hebrew to crack in pieces, (laughs) literally or figuratively. Break, bruise, crush, discourage, oppress, struggle together. So they were really duking it out inside her womb. Okay. Yeah, they were fighting it out big time. Yeah. Verse 23, And Yahweh said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Okay. And when her days were... Go ahead. Yeah, well, we have to be very careful to see who comes out first, (laughs) to see who the elder is, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Okay, this is very important <clears throat> theologically because there's so many denominations <clears throat> that uh, somehow say that Jacob was a trickster and that uh, he, he tricked... Not at all. Yeah, right, no. He tricked he Esau. Trick at all. No. Uh, uh, he just made an offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, if you're going to be stupid enough to sell your birthright for a bowl of pottage. Yeah, that's how they should look at it. Esau is the stupid one. Jacob is not a trickster here. I mean, here, if you come to my house and uh, you say, hey, I'll give you 50 grand for your house. I said, no, it's worth way way more than that. But hey, I could use the money. Is it your fault that you offered less than it's worth? Right. No, absolutely not. Back to you. 
verse 33. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swear unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then wow. Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Okay, that's the important line, despise. Yep. So let's see what that Hebrew word is. Bazaar, to disesteem, disdain, contemn, scorn. In okay. other words, he had no respect for it. He just right. didn't care. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah, he was uh, he was a uh, no account. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, you know, he had this promise uh, of the bloodline, and he didn't give a damn about it. Nope. So that, that you know, but Jacob did, and that's why Jacob got it. Back to you. Eating was more important to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> lentil soup. Hey, really good lentil soup, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chapter twenty-six, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went, went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And Yahweh appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Okay, so both uh, Isaac and <laughs> Rebekah have this wonderful blessing given to them. Okay. So uh, no, there, no, no Jewish people have ever <laughs> been a blessing to anybody else. All right, back no. to you. <clears throat> verse 5 because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge my commandments my statutes and my laws okay this is a very important verse because it tells us that Yahweh's law was already in effect it just hadn't been written down yet mm -hmm. uh, Abraham and probably oh what the teacher of righteousness uh, Melchizedek would have known Yahweh's commandments okay so it's telling us right here that the, the commandments, statutes, and laws were already established. They just weren't popularly known yet. But they had to have been practiced by the uh, firstborn son of the firstborn son of the firstborn son. That, that is the lineage of the order of Melchizedek. So they had to know Yahweh's law already. Back to you. Verse 6. <clears throat> and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say, She is my wife, <laughs> lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. So he made the same mistake that Abraham made. Yeah, exactly. I mean, thing. didn't he learn from his father? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <clears throat> All right. Verse 8, And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. Huh, brother and sister. <laughs> They're too intimate for that. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah, verse 9. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety she is thy wife, and how saidest thou she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. 
And Abimelech said, what is this that thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lied with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. Yeah. Not good, Isaac. Not good at all. All right. Yeah. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, Stay away from these people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Serious business here. Yeah. Very interesting. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and Yahweh blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Okay, so this this is, again, the same old story. Uh, We... The Hebrews, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prosper when we have land more than any other people prosper. They just don't know how to utilize the land, but we do. Back to mm-hmm. you. Well, that's why we were created. That's farmer. right. Adam was yeah. a farmer. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to take over this planet. Ultimately, we will. <laughs> yep. Just a few years left, folks. Just a few years. Yep. Okay. Verse 15. For all the whales which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham's father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Wow, why would they do that? Huh. Okay. <clears throat> and, Ab- and Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. Oh, okay, so they probably filled up the wells uh, as a kind of uh, hint, get, uh, we'd like you to leave. <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Essek, because they strove with him. Hmm. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. Okay. Not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. Okay. And he so said, they, uh, for they, now they, Yahweh has made room for us. Yeah, so he, after digging two wells, uh, they said, no, this is our well. Keep keep moving. <laughs> and so finally, after three wells, they finally said, okay, we've had enough of this. We're going to let him have this well. All right, back to you. Verse 23. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And Yahweh appeared unto him in the same night. And said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there, and called the name, called upon the name of Yahweh, and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants digged a well. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and and Hazuth and Ahazuthzath, one of his friends, and Phicol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, We saw certainly that Yahweh was with thee. And we said, Let there be now an oath between us, 
and between us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now blessed, thou, thou art now the blessed of Yahweh. Okay. And he made and he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. And they rose up the times in the morning and swear one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass in the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter, the daughter of Beri the Hittite, and Bashemath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Okay, so these last two verses of chapter 26 just kind of come out of nowhere, <laughs> right? We're, uh, mm -hmm. we're all talking about Isaac and Rebekah and their trials and tribulations with the, uh, with, with the Philistines. But uh, these are two very important verses here, because Esau, instead of marrying in, into his own race... He chooses to marry a couple of Hittite slash Canaanite women, and that's why this was a grief of mind unto Isaac and Rebekah. You, know, you could almost overlook these two verses because they you know, just appear at the end of this chapter out of the blue. You know, But this is very important to know that Esau did not marry within his race. Back to you. Mm -hmm. Chapter 27. <clears throat> And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old, and I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. And make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son. And Esau went out to the field to hunt for venison, and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, <clears throat> Bring me venison. And make me savory meat that I may eat, and bless thee there, and bless thee before Yahweh before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch from, and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loves. Okay, so who's the trickster? Um, Jacob or Rebecca? Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously yeah. Rebecca. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know where these theologians, you know, why they want to pin all this on Jacob. You know, he's a he's a teenage boy, and he does what his mother tells him to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. And his brother and his brother was just dumb enough to sell his birthright. Right. Exactly. Him. And then uh, also, uh, now wait a minute. Uh, didn't he just marry these two Hittite women? Mm-hmm. Okay. Esau did, yeah. 
Yeah, so maybe Rebecca has uh, doesn't want uh, Esau to get blessed after that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say she's on good moral ground. Okay, so if she has to trick Isaac, because Isaac shouldn't be blessing uh, Esau, who had just done what he did. All right, back to you. Well, he sold his birthright, too. Yeah. That would eliminate the blessing as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Verse 10. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. And I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice, and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son, Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because Yahweh thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. Now, wait a minute. Uh, Genesis twenty-seven twenty is an absolutely true statement. Yahweh brought it to him through his mother. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is Yahweh's yeah. doing. No doubt about it. Back to you. <clears throat> Verse 22. And Jacob went near unto, es- unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother's hand, brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which Yahweh has blessed. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren. And let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curses thee, and blessed be he that blesses thee. Now it's interesting because this is essentially the same blessing given to Abraham and Isaac, but uh, it's it's very clear that the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Caucasian people, have ruled over nations for millennia. 
absolutely millennia, okay? And uh, the, the Jews cannot say any such thing. The Jews have always been well, what's interlopers, uh, uh, you know, party poopers, <laughs> party crashers. That's the word. I'm mm-hmm. party crashers. They have never ruled over anybody until the advent of the Rothschilds. They were always the servants of the Jacob Israel people until uh, Napoleon let the Jews out of the ghettos around 1800 A.D. So these prophecies are right on the money. You just have to be aware that the Jews aren't Israel, and then you can understand these prophecies. Back to you. Yeah, it'll never make sense unless until you realize that the Jews aren't Israel. That's right. And it came, verse 30, and it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac, his father, said unto him, who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that has taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. Okay, uh, something I overlooked in the past in verse 33. And uh, Isaac says of Jacob, and he shall be blessed. He, j- he accepts the fact that he, he blessed the wrong son, but he's not going to take it back. Uh, what's mm-hmm. done is done. Back to you. Verse 35. And he said, thy brother came with subtlety and has taken away thy blessing. And he said... Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, which is a lie. (laughs) And behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. I think that should be away from the fatness of the earth. Right. There's other translations that have the word away in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of the dew of heaven from above, and by thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from uh, off thy neck. Okay, so very, very important prophecy. The Edomites, the Jews, did not break Jacob's yoke from off their necks until Napoleon let them out of the ghettos, because the uh, Christian world had uh, forced the Jews to live, certainly Western Europe, had forced the Jews to live in ghettos so that they could not practice their their shameful usury and other deceptive practices on the Christians. 
And so that, that was the, when the Edomites broke Jacob's yoke from off their necks. I don't, th- I don't think there's any other possibility in history of when that might have taken place, okay? Because uh, th- that was the big event when uh, the Rothschilds came on the scene, thanks to Napoleon letting the Jews out of the ghettos. And uh, the Rothschilds were able to amass fortunes from financing wars and their banking practices, right? So uh, I don't think there's any other point in history where you could say that the Edomites broke the yoke of Jacob off their necks, except that particular event. Back to you. Mm -hmm. Verse 41, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Mm. And these words of Esau, her eldest son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, does comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days, until thy brother's fury turns away until thy brother's anger turns away from thee, and he forgets that thou forgets that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch from thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? Yeah, well, they were struggling in her womb, and they might mm-hmm. have killed each other this day, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. Uh-oh. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? Okay, so again, th- this racial statement is thrown in at the very end of Genesis 27, mm-hmm. just like we found uh, Je- at the very end of Genesis 26. You know, they're just kind of thrown in there, but very, very important verses about the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely important. Okay, Genesis chapter 28. 28, And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Pandanaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy father's mother, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou a stranger, wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Pandanaram unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Pandanaram to take him a wife from thence, and that he, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Okay. Uh, is that clear? <laughs> Pretty clear. Don't, don't yeah. take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Obviously, our daughters shouldn't marry their men. Okay. Back to you. Verse 7. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pandanaram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau into Ishmael and took unto the wives which he had Mahalath, 
Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife. Okay, so he's trying to make amends, uh, but uh, that isn't good enough too, because he's still married. Late. Yeah, it's too late, and uh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't repented of his marriage to the who. Sorry, the Hutite. <laughs> the, the Hittite. Fl- the floozies. <laughs> the floozies <laughs> of the uh, Hittite women. All right. Verse 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went down and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, Yahweh stood above it and said, I am Yahweh, God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob waked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely Yahweh is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall Yahweh be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Okay, so there's the uh, tithing. T- tithing established yep. right there. Very nice. Yep. All right, Genesis twenty-nine. Let's see how much All time right. we have left. Uh, we have Got about yeah, fifteen minutes. minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, according to my timer, uh, fifteen minutes. Okay. Okay. First uh, chapter twenty-nine. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east, and he looked and behold a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it, for out of that well they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth, and thither were all the flocks gathered. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, is he well? And they said, he is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, comes with the sheep. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on one second. So uh, the the stone uh, the, has the, in verse 3, has the pronoun 
his. And we encountered this in a couple of other places, especially in Genesis 1 and 2, where we have to be really careful where um, it should be its. Uh, but uh, when the King James Version of the Bible was written, there was no such word as its. Uh, they used feminine and masculine pronouns instead. Okay, that's why you see this. So every once in a while, you'll see that in the King James Version. Back to you. Verse 7, and he said, Lo, it is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot, until all the flocks be gathered together. Until they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep. And while yet he spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass... When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass... When Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. <laughs> Wrong one. Right. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Did I not serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also, for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And so did, and Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah his handmaid to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when Yahweh saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben, 
For she said, Surely Yahweh has looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because Yahweh has heard that I was hated, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise Yahweh. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. So if if Jacob had gotten Rachel first, uh, Rachel being barren, uh, there might never have been 12 tribes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Right? Mm-hmm. So Laban's uh, now that's that's a trick. Laban pulled the fast one on Jacob, right? He sure did. Yeah, switching women in the in the wedding bed. Now, wait a minute, okay? His own daughters, right? <laughs> right. This uh, sounds like something that would happen uh, in Las Vegas, but no, th- this was uh, Laban doing that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, th- that's the amazing thing about the Bible. It tells a story, warts and all, good and bad, stupid things people do, and crazy things people do. Uh, uh, no, no holds barred. It just tells it like it is, and this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, that's why it's such interesting literature. Other t- literature of, of different cultures is uh, holds back all the bad stuff, so that they only look good, right? Every other culture mm-hmm. does it, but the Bible is not like that. The Bible tells both sides. Uh, warts and all, back to you. Well, we can tell um, going back to the very beginning with Adam and Eve, you know, oh, yeah. what they did wrong. So yeah. uh, it definitely points out the good and the bad. That's right. Uh, you want to get started on chapter 30? Yeah, yeah, we have enough time. Okay, chapter 30. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead, who has withheld from thee the fruit of thy womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. And she gave him Bilhah, her handmaid, to wife. And Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, Go, uh, God judge me, and has also heard my voice, and has given me a son. Therefore called she his name Dan. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again, and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh, and she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, 
Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldst thou take away my son's mandrakes also? <laughs> and Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I had hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my hire, because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God has endued with me a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter and called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel and hearkened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, Yahweh shall add to me another son. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that Yahweh has blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which, had, which thou hadst before I came, and it is now increased into a multitude. And, the, and Yahweh has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house also? And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt give me anything, not give me anything, if thou wilt do this thing for me. I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come when it shall come from my hire before thy face, every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, it would might be according to thy word. And he removed the day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hands of his sons. And he set three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and piled white strakes in them, and he made the white appear which was in the rod. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ring-straked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring-straked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. 
and he put his own flocks by themselves, and he put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And okay. the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and made servants and men servants and camels and asses. Well, I guess uh, Jacob has a right to get uh, take the stronger cattle and sheep because he... Oh, well, absolutely. He, he spent all this time managing Laban's flocks, you know, for without pay, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Without pay. He was tricked. So, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you remember that, huh? <laughs> Okay. All right. So, uh, there, there's a, or by the way, ring straight means striped. There were some uh, striped uh, cattle in there as well. So, uh, I don't know if Jacob was doing uh, breeding, breeding sheep and cattle. Uh, I'll have to do some research on this. Uh, maybe we can answer that question next week. Whether the, uh, Jacob was breeding cattle for and sheep for, for, of different colors, or whether this was occurring naturally. I'm sure there's a few good articles on this subject. Okay, all right, Dan, get, all good right. job. Uh, we Great are tracing. We covered yeah, a lot of ground today. Yeah, uh, tracing the bloodlines of our own race. Thank you, Dan. All right, we'll see you next time. Okay. See ya. It's okay, everybody, take care. Yahweh bless, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.